my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy New Year! Happy 22, Tanner fans, Full House fans, Fuller House fans, <laughs> Fuller and Gibbler fans. All right, well, we are in a new year, and if you've been listening to the podcast for the last, you know, this year and last year, usually I've been doing a Jesse theme for January, and this year for 2022 is no different. Of course, let me introduce myself, Angela Bowen, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Let me ask, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Was it good? I hope you had some good times. I really, really do. So here's what I am focusing on for the Jesse episodes for January. Those episodes will be, and the title, of course, is going to be Jesse and the Girls series. We're going to do, kick things off with season two, Full House Fogged In. This is going to be a Jesse and DJ episode. Then we're going to jump to season three with the Jesse and Michelle episode, Three Men and Another Baby. Then we jump to season five. With another Jesse and Michelle episode called The Devil Made Me Do It. Then we jump all the way to the final season of Full House. Season 8, We Got the Beat, a Jesse and Stephanie episode. So I got one of each girl and then of course an extra for Michelle. So let's talk about Fogged In. The, uh, <laughs> this IMDB synopsis is utter bonkers because it really gives the barest of bones synopsis. This episode Fogged In, which is the 12th episode of season 2, aired January 20th, 1989. So the first, maybe not the first, because it is the 20th. So, alright. Fogged In. The fog rolls in and so does everyone else. Well, I guess. <laughs> um, let's read the uh, DVD description. I think that one might be better. The house, oh, the house, the full house, the full house is full of cross Cassopolises when Jesse's bickering parents are fogged in for the night. Yeah, that gives a little more estimation, but we're missing the DJ Jesse aspect of it all. But I don't want to spoil anything. Although, if you're listening to the podcast, you've probably been a Full House fan forever since the show aired. So, yeah. DJ and Kimmy are in Jesse's room messing with the recording equipment. Apparently, he gave them permission at one point that they could go in and just record music on his recording equipment, which he uses for his jingle writing job. Girls, you want to do that? Go find a tape player with a microphone like Michelle had in, what, season maybe four? And just uh, play with that. You don't need to be playing with expensive recording equipment that is meant to be used for a job. They messed something up and that thing is broken. Jesse is in big trouble. 
So, yeah, apparently they took that one-time permission as, oh, sure, whenever, you know, the door's always open in his room, let's just go in there and sing the Locomotion song. All right, this episode's got a 7.10. 7.10, no. It's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 255 ratings. Of course, we have the returning Jesse's parents. We have John Aprea as Nick Katsopoulos. I'm sure I mispronounced John's last name. Yvonne Wilder as Irene Katsopoulos. We also have Becky in this episode. And Diane Brody as Cheryl. She first made an appearance in an episode I will be covering called Triple Date. I'll be covering that for Valentine's Day. A uh, triple Valentine's Day double feature for the month of February. Yay! All right, this episode was created, uh, directed by Joel Zwick. Writers, Jeff Franklin, the creator. Kim Weisskopf, also a writer. All right. Do we have any trivia? Trivia, trivia, trivia. We do not. We have goofs. When Jesse reads to Michelle from Horton Hears a Who, the dialogue he speaks is from Horton Hatches the Egg. Well, if you read the Horton books, I'm sure there's more than one. You would be more correct than I, because I've never even read Horton Hears a Who or Hatches an Egg. Continuity. When Jesse greets Cheryl and makes his handsome Joe comment, his donut switches hands between shots. When Joey makes his pea soup joke, Cheryl's arm hangs at her side and the next shot it is behind her back. An error made by characters, Kimmy says that she is allergic to all dairy products, but in a house divided, Kimmy's seen drinking milk. Well, you know, back then I don't think they kept uh, stats on all the characters to know their quirks and their likes and dislikes and their allergic reaction, you know, things going on too, so... <laughs> ah, all right let's see do we have any user review we ooh, we do have some okay seven out of ten the one where they're all fogged in this is by taylor kingston may 19th 2015 spoilers warning i really love this episode it's funny and interesting and i love the use of fog as a plot line they also use that in the seven seven month itch two-parter with the fog that tanners were going to everyone but jesse were just going to go to disney land excuse me disneyland and they couldn't because of fog <laughs> fog i swear the weather plays so many parts yeah and then when they're snowed in because of a snowstorm at that airport for that christmas weather all right i'm gonna reread uh this because it got uh audacity's being a pain in the bum right now so, all right, <clears throat> the one where they're all fogged in, in with two ends. Warning spoilers by Taylor Kingston, May 19, 2015. I really love this episode. It's funny and interesting, and I love the use of fog as a plot line. In this episode, the fog rolls in, which makes everyone's weekend very uncomfortable. Everyone ends up staying in the house, which makes things very awkward. When you have Jesse's parents continually, continuously arguing... Kimmy staying for the weekend, a misunderstanding, a misunderstanding with DJ and Joey and his girlfriend being stuck and unable to go skiing as planned. Things get very tough. Well, the thing is, Taylor, Joey and his girlfriend take off. We don't hear back until Joey returns by himself 
late in the morning and we don't really find out the fact that they weren't able to go to the ski lodge. They like hung out in a Kmart parking lot. <laughs> Just waiting for the snow to pass. Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book is great. All right. And, of course, Mitch RMP gives us a 7 out of 10, Waking Up Angry. Okay. Interesting title for this episode, that, that for this review, uh, February 22nd, 2014. Joey and Jesse are pretty tired after staying up all night working on their latest jingle. That's why Jesse blows up a DJ and Kimmy for recording over the jingle. He really hurts DJ and Danny walks in to hear the end of it. He tells Jess that he was way too hard on DJ and needs to make it up to her. So what is Jesse's idea of making it up? Well, he buys her drums. Danny is not amused in the least and tells Jesse the drums must go. Jesse goes to DJ and tells her that her father said she couldn't have the drums. Yeah, so pretty much throwing him under the bus. Meanwhile, Jesse's father is moving in. <laughs> After Fog settles in, which of course Jesse's father is also Danny's father-in-law because Jesse's father is also Pam's father. After Fog settles in, Jesse finds both his parents there while having a fight. Things are unpleasant all around and a failed ski weekend for Joey with his girlfriend and we've got one crazy household. Oh, and did I mention that Kimmy's parents went out of town and is staying with the Tanners for the weekend? Though not as entertaining for me as some of the others, it gives a good lesson on what being a family is really all about. Um, honestly, you don't hear from Joey and Cheryl. She like comes to get him for their ski weekend and... Joey's gone for a good chunk of the episode. He's, he comes in towards the end of the, almost towards the end of the episode. But yeah, those are the reviews. Of course, for any of you Tanner newbies jumping on the Tanner train, this wonderful Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast, welcome aboard. Thank you. Also, I want to say a thank you to the wonderful person who left such a beautiful review, which of course I'm going to read. They left a review for the podcast on iTunes. I remember saying how <clears throat> it would make my Christmas day. It would make a, my Christmas wish if someone left a review, like as a cute little present. And somebody did. They titled it awesome. They gave me five star. They gave the podcast five stars. Yours is so awesome. You are so amazing. Your podcast is so great. I love you so much. And I love Fuller House and Full House so much. And I'm glad somebody likes it as much as I do. So thank you for this podcast. Well, thank you too. And I love all of you so very much. I love doing this. It just means the world to me that I'm able to share my Full House memories and my love for both Full House and Fuller House with all of you. I just... I've been doing, this podcast is going to be three years old in April of 2022, and I just, I'm so happy I started this almost three years ago. I've had so much fun reliving these moments on the show, and even seeing things through a, a critical adult eye, even, you know, kind of even um, looking at things I thought of when I viewed it through the lens of a child's eyes versus my adult self now. Also... I want to let you know the Tanner newbies jumping aboard the Tanner train for this podcast. I want to let you know a couple things. One, where you can listen to the podcast. 
SoundCloud's going to be your best option. We also have iTunes, Apple Podcasts as well. There are about 150 some episodes up there, so you got plenty of backlog to listen to. Another thing about this podcast is where you can find it on social media. We have Instagram at OMHC, Full House, Fuller House Podcast. We have Facebook where you can just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast and the All My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Like it, follow it, same with Instagram. You'll know what episodes I'm doing next because I don't go in order of air date or season by season. I chose to do themes. The themes could be a holiday theme or a character theme. I also like to do birthday themed episodes. Well, birthday themed. Well, and basically in honor of a cast member of Full House or Fuller House's birthday like in January we have Jody Sweden's birthday coming up I'm going to be covering for her birthday is it true about Stephanie in January along with the Jesse and the girls series that I'm covering for January another thing about this podcast I want to make sure you know about this full house podcast because there are others and there are other fuller house podcasts out there This is a clean podcast that you can listen to with your kids around. You're not going to worry about me dropping F-bombs or inappropriate talk or any of that. I want this to be a podcast that you can reminisce with and feel comfortable listening to with your children in the room or in the car as well. So, yeah. Uh, Also, another thing is the only support I ask because I don't do Patreon. I don't ask for money. I just ask a moment of your time if you could jump on iTunes and leave a review. You can use emojis. Have fun with it. Just talk about your favorite episodes, your favorite characters, all of that. Whatever you'd like to, you know, how much you enjoy the podcast. If you want to leave five five stars, go for it. Every five-star review helps this podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. We are so close to getting five point to get that this podcast up to a 5.0 that's awesome we are so close thank you so much also another thing if you would like to message me with your full house and fuller house memories favorite episodes favorite characters if you even have fan fiction of characters like if you want to say Full House season 9 in your mind what happened to the characters because there's a good block of time that we don't know what the characters were up to between 1995 and 2015. That's 20 years block of time. We know DJ went to college. We know Stephanie traveled. We know Michelle went off and did, uh, you know, exploring and then also other things. So, yeah. And, of course, Nikki and Alex are running their fish taco truck. Or, I don't even know if they're doing that anymore. But, or even... Fuller House, they end up with season five. If you want to create your own stories about where you see the characters well down the road, or even your ideas for a fullest house with the boys grown up and taking care of, you know, their moms and, you know, and Ramona and Stephanie and, and yeah, and, and Kimmy and all of that. And even, you know, baby Danielle. We get to, we'll find out what she's doing. Um, whether Stephanie, you know, at the end of the show, spoiler alert, at the end of Fuller House, she's pregnant. We don't know if she has a boy or a girl. So it'd be fun to kind of, uh, 
see, see where everyone's at, like another 20 years down the road. I think that would be so fun. So yeah, if you want to message me your stories, you can do that. And I would love to share them on the podcast. Also, if you want to email them to me, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. So I'm going to give you a heads up. So this month we're focusing on Jesse and the girls. As I've said for February, it's going to be a triple feature. Full House Dating Disasters series. We got season two's Triple Date, season three, Lust in the Dust, and season six, The Dating Game. We also have Sonny Bringus, who is going to be celebrating a birthday in February, and I'll be covering My Little Hickey in honor of her birthday. Yep. I think in March or April, one of the two, I'm not sure which, when I, but one of those two months, I am covering, finally, after over almost three years, I'm covering the serious episodes, the series, the four serious episodes of Full House. We have Just Say No Way from season three. We have season four's Shape Up. We have season six, Silence and Go- is Golden, and season eight's Under the Influence. So I'll be covering that. I think, actually, I'll wait till April, and it can be a uh, three-year anniversary I'm finally covering this series, so we'll do that. I think in a um, I think let's do the best friends. This is going to be the first series of best friends because there are so many episodes. So we're going to do Pale Joey from season two. We'll do this in March. Season three, Doctor Dare rides again. Season four, Good News, Bad News, and season six. Two, three, four, five, six. Um. <clears throat> the long, actually, hold on. No, here. We're going to split it into three. It's going to be easier. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Season two, Pal Joey. Season three, Dr. Dare Rides Again. Season four, Good News, Bad News. Then, in another time, we'll do the Best Friends series part three, which will be the, season six, The Long Goodbye. Season seven, Be Your Own Best Friend. And season eight, I've Got a Secret, which is pretty much three Michelle Friends episodes. So, yeah. So, yeah, and then, of course, we got May coming up, so I haven't decided what I'm going to do then, but we will get to that. Got plenty of stuff coming down the pike for 2022. I'm so, so excited. Maybe even a giveaway here or there in the year. We'll see. We'll see. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into Fogged In. Alright, so before we get into the actual episode, we get to see the cold open. Joey and Michelle. Yes, they're down in Joey's apartment. And Michelle's on the bed, and Joey is saying, Look, I want to run a couple uh, of my comedy acts through you, Michelle. You like comedy, right? Alright. So he does Jay Leno, and then he also does... Rodney Dangerfield with his whole no respect comic routine and uh, Michelle is just like s- sitting there like meh. like she's not impressed but then she does the whole cause the way that I guess the Rodney Dangerfield is the kind of pulling on the shirt collar and loosening the tie like no respect no respect I'm not doing a Rodney Dangerfield or a Jay Leno so yeah that's pretty much the cold open is a quick one and done 
it was alright. That mm, not their finest, I'll say that. I've seen better Joey and Michelle cold opens than this. Okay, Michelle, I'm putting my act together for tonight. What's your favorite impression? Jay Leno? So have you seen this in the paper? Now this is ridiculous. This never seems to happen to you or I. Always seems to happen to those two wacky brothers living in Idaho somewhere. Uh, is it uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Oh boy, I got no respect, Michelle. You know, when I was a baby, my parents used to save the dirty diapers and throw me away. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you don't know comedy when you see it, Michelle. That's not funny. No, we <laughs> No respect. Me funny. Oh, yeah. You funny, you little monster. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't find that funny if I were her age, or even honestly at my own age right now, which is mm, not big on Jay Leno. I definitely am not big on Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, I saw him in Ladybugs, and that was pretty much it. So we come out of the intro, and we're in the kitchen, and Michelle's at one of those little, uh, plastic stand-up playset kitty kitchens, and it's so cute. She's got a little frying pan and a little plastic egg, and Danny's just kind of, you know, bent down next to her, like, oh, Michelle, what are you making? That looks really good. And she says, egg. It's like, oh, great, my favorite. Polyvinyl side up. Stephanie and DJ just, whoom, they run down those stairs into the kitchen, and they are hungry for breakfast. But they each want something different. One wants pancakes, one wants waffles. And Michelle, the tiebreaker, says, cookies. <laughs> like, yeah, we can live with that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Stephanie wants French toast. And DJ says, Dad, don't listen to her. Waffles, waffles, waffles. <laughs> and yeah, Stephanie and DJ are like, French toast, waffles, French toast, waffles. Like, okay, calm down. I'm like, your choices are cereal, cereal, and cereal. I'm not <laughs> making a big old mess in this kitchen. No. You should have placed your order the night before, girls. What you wanted for breakfast. And Danny looks like he's already dressed for the day anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah, Danny's like, alright, girls, calm down. We'll go to the tiebreaker. Michelle, what would you like? French toast or waffles? And she looks up at Danny and says, cookies. <laughs> Stephanie says, eh, I can live with that. So here comes Jesse, and boy, oh boy, does he look like he pulled an all-nighter because he looks wiped. Coming down with a big yawn. His hair's all unkempt and disheveled. Man, if that baby gate hadn't been at those stairs, he would have face planted out to, on the floor. <laughs> and Jesse sits down at the kitchen counter and Danny says, Jess, you better check the expiration date on that moose. And Jesse just looks at him like, I'm not in the mood right now. He, ugh. Dude, why are you even up? Just go back to bed. You gotta go to work today? Go back to bed. Sleep some more. Danny's got it covered. We cut to the kitchen table where Stephanie and DJ are sitting. And DJ says, I've never seen anyone look so wiped out. 
here comes Joey practically crawling up the stairs and he puts his arms over the baby gate so you know Michelle doesn't fall down the stairs to Joey's basement apartment. He looks wrecked too, man. Like, oh, what time did you guys roll into bed last night? Because they said they pulled the all-nighter since they're a jingle-writing duo. Oh, man. Yeah, Jesse goes over to Joey's like, oh, buddy, Joseph, we did it. We stayed up all night, but we finally finished that jingle. Ugh. <laughs> As Joey sits down at the kitchen counter, he's like, yeah, that uh, sunrise was really inspiring. Mmm, Michelle. That smells delicious. What are you making? Lay eggs. Eggs? Oh, look, and you prepared them my favorite way. Polyvinyl side up. <laughs> Listen to her. Waffles, waffles, waffles. French toast. Waffles. French toast. Hey, hold it. We'll go to the tiebreaker. Michelle, you want French toast or waffles? Cookie. I can live with that. Jess, you better check the expiration date on that moose. Never seen anyone look so wiped out. <laughs> oh, Joseph, we did it. We stayed up all night. We finally finished that jingle, pal. Yeah, that sunrise was real inspiring. So the back door pops open. Kimmy's there with a large suitcase, and she's like, Hey, I'm here. I'm gonna stay the whole weekend. And we cut over to Jesse and Joey that look at they just look at each other and they scream. It's like I do feel for Kimmy. It's like, come on, you guys are adults. You're making her feel bad. But Kimmy never really shows that she's even bothered by it. But that doesn't mean that she isn't. Oh, DJ actually says, Oh, they're just kidding, don't worry about it. Kimmy, we're gonna have so much fun. It's like, of course. You guys always have fun when you get together. So, DJ takes Kimmy's suitcase upstairs, and Kimmy goes over to Danny and says, Well, thank you for letting me stay, Mr. Tanner. But don't forget, I'm allergic to dairy products. Feather, para, feather, feather pillows? Really? And six-year-olds, as she looks at Stephanie. It's like, well, Stephanie lives here, Kimmy, so you have a choice. You can stay there and put up with it, or you can turn around and go home. And, of course... Stephanie says, don't look at me. I'm six and three quarters. <laughs> and Danny over his cup of coffee says, you know, ask, uh, your parents are coming back Sunday, right? And Kimmy says, oh, absolutely. Wednesday at the latest. Kimmy's hair is really, they go, her hair goes through a lot of transitions, especially in the early season. I'm not a fan of how it is now, where it's definitely... It's curled, like maybe a little too curled, and she's got one of those plastic headbands. I had those as a kid. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but I feel horrible when this happened. I left one of those plastic headbands in the hallway. My sister stepped on it with her bare foot. Trust me, it hurt. 
I started crying. I felt horrible. I grabbed my piggy bank. Think she had to go to the hospital. It wasn't. It wasn't to that degree, but I just I felt absolutely horrible. That's why you pick up your stuff and you don't leave it in the hallway. And of course, Jesse says after Kimmy goes upstairs with DJ, who wants to chip in for a hotel. And after Jesse says that, we got Danny, Jesse, Stephanie, and Michelle all raise their hand. Good morning. I'm here for the weekend. Ah! <laughs> They're just kidding. Kimmy, we're going to have so much fun. I'll get it. Thanks for letting me stay, Mr. Tanner. Don't forget, I'm allergic to dairy products, feather pillows, and six-year-olds. <laughs> look at me. I'm six and three-quarters. Your parents are coming back Sunday, right? Absolutely. Wednesday at the latest. <laughs> Who wants to chip in for a hotel? So we go to the living room, and Joey opens the door. He's in his bathrobe or robe. He's got a white t-shirt on. He's probably wearing, I don't know, uh, box, whatever. And he opens the door that way. His hair's all mussy. And Cheryl, who looks like, this woman is gorgeous, by the way. Absolutely gorgeous. I think right now, her sweater with the snowflake and kind of the fuchsia kind of pink and then the white snowflake uh, design, I think it's up for grabs for the best outfit of the episode. I know the episode just started, but I love that. I would wear it. It looks so good. And her hair is gorgeous, too. I love it. So, as far as the podcast goes, we haven't met Cheryl yet. We won't meet her until when I cover Triple Date in February for Valentine's Day month. And she kind of looks at Joey confused, like, Joey? And he's like, oh, hey, Cheryl. And mind you, Joey's got his face stuffed into a donut. <laughs> Granted, I get it. It's like 7 in the morning. And I don't know who all looks their finest when they roll right out of bed in the morning. So, he actually takes the donut out of his mouth to answer. <clears throat> Granted, his mouth is full of food. Anyway... He's like, Joey, are you the same Joey I've been dating for two months? And Joey says, no, I'm Joey's grungy twin brother, Sloppy Joe. Ew. Oh, she actually was on her way to the gym. Oh, is that what her bag is for? <clears throat> so he's like, let me go get handsome Joe, as in I need to go and change. Like, eh. <laughs> so she says, I'm just on my way to the gym. Oh, so she invites him to go skiing. Like, hey, I want to see if you might want to go skiing. And Joey's surprised. She's like, you want to go skiing with me this weekend? He's like, uh, are you sure you want to go with me? I mean, knowing full well that what you see here, you could very be well be seeing on repeat again tomorrow morning. And she tells him, well, you haven't seen my evil twin yet. No makeup, Cheryl. Sweetie, I'm sure you look beautiful without your makeup, too. Don't worry about it. So, she tells him she'll pick him up around 5. So, I'm guessing 5 in the morning. <laughs> Not 5 at night. So, she kisses him and then she realizes, oh, you've been eating a strawberry donut. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll pick up a dozen for the road when we go. Like, okay. Oh! 
Oh, 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 she's picking him up at five at night. That night, isn't that? Okay. I guess. Because <laughs> Kimmy said she's here for the weekend, so this has got to be... Is this Saturday morning? And they're leaving, and then they'll be back, what, Sunday evening? Is that... When is that? I thought a weekend starts, like, at five o'clock on Friday. Like, boom, your weekend starts. I've never heard of a strawberry filled donut. I'm sure they make them. I'm more used um they used to call them I don't know if they call them this anymore, but they were called raspberry bismarcks, which is basically the same type of jelly filled donut only with raspberry jelly, which was really, really good. I would love a blackberry filled donut. Oh my goodness. Or I really like the um they used to call them long johns or like a custard filled you know, long donut, those are good too. Um, <laughs> I remember when my dad and I would go grocery shopping on Saturdays, and I went through a phase of only liking a certain type of donut. For a while, it was the, the nutty kind of donut, then it was the cinnamon twist, then I think I graduated to the, uh, I think when I was a teenager, the raspberry, uh, Bismarck. And then, maybe I might have been the long... I mean, we didn't... I don't think we got donuts every time we went. But whenever, like, hey, you want to get a donut? Like, okay, sure. And we get, you know, one for me, one for him. And, yeah. But I just remember, as a kid, I liked the... I would go through donut faces of what I was into at the moment. So, Joe's like, all right. As he, you know, shuts the door, squeezes the donut, and just... Jelly just squirts all over the floor. Yeah, you're gonna want to clean that up. Danny is gonna have a schwitz fit if you don't. Oh, Joey? Oh, Cheryl. Oh. Are you the same Joey I've been dating for two months? Um, no, I'm Joey's grungy twin brother, Sloppy Joe. <laughs> Let me go get handsome, Joe. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm just on my way to the gym and I thought I'd stop by and see if maybe you want to go skiing this weekend. Really? You want to go away with me knowing that this could happen again tomorrow morning? Well, you haven't seen my evil twin yet. No makeup, Cheryl. I'll pick you up around five. Mmm. Mmm. Strawberry jelly donut. I'll uh, pick up a dozen for the weekend. Bye, Joey. Bye. See ya. Bye. Oh, all right. <laughs> So now we're going to Jesse's room. A wee close up on this recording equipment. It looks It looks like it cost Jesse a pretty penny for this. So yeah, they're hanging out in Jesse's room, which I guess they just can go into whenever they want, like open door policy. Kimmy, of course, showing off her sweet keyboarding skills, which will follow her all the way through Full house and a fuller house when they bring back the band Girl Talk. Also, in this episode, DJ's drumming skills will follow her forward into Fuller House. Yes, because somehow she's taken over for whoever was on the drums in Girl Talk and Full House. I don't know who that girl's name is, but uh, she wasn't there for the reprise of Girl Talk, the Girl Talk reunion in Fuller House. Oh, the door is closed. Jesse walks in there, sees the girls on the keyboard, where it seems like the keyboard is almost kind of overpowering DJ and Kimmy's voices. But anyway, 
He's petty old. He's angry, which he is entirely within his right to be. He and Joey spent all night working on this jingle. He's like, DJ, what are you doing? And she says, oh, we're doing the locomotion. And then he, because that was the tape. Those reels have that jingle on there. So please, 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 please tell me you didn't record over this. If I spend an all-nighter recording something and working on something that's for a job, a client, and I only have one copy of it and I find out you record over it, you better believe I'm going to be extremely angry. It's like, oh, where did you get this tape? She's like, oh, it was in there. He's like, oh, no, please tell me you didn't tape over my Casa de Pancakes jingle. Oh, he loses his, yeah. He says, I can't believe it, it's gone. You guys destroyed it. I want to, get, get out of here. Get. Do not come in here ever again. Do not touch my stuff. No, he's like, how many times do I have to say, if you're going to use this equipment, then make sure you check a tape to make sure there's nothing on it before you use it. I would have said, DJ, this is my re recording equipment for my job, which I get paid for. Under no circumstances are you allowed to be touching my stuff. In fact, there is no reason for her to even be in his room. You want to go record yourself? Go find a little tape player with a microphone. They got a bunch of them out there. My goodness. Not to mention, that's Jesse's keyboard. I, I know that Kimmy's playing on it, but even still, I would not want them touching any stuff, especially if it's for, you're using that for work purposes. I don't know how much of that recording equipment it costs, but I am sure Je Jesse's not rolling in dough. He probably wrote that off as a business expense. Oh, he, yeah, and he's even like, now I gotta do the whole thing over again. And Kimmy, who, pff, this is not the time, Kimmy, says, oh, not the whole thing. You've still got Casa de Pancakes. Oh, lay! And Jesse tells him to DJ straight, like, look, DJ, this is my room. You have no right being in here without my permission. Why did she feel like every room in that house is for her to go into and she's like saying how it's an accident and he's like I don't want to hear any butts and Jesse even totally asked like how much does it take to check a tape before you record over it like maybe you should think next time <laughs> gee I wonder if Uncle Jesse has been recording on this maybe I should ask first before I use it you don't just like it'll be fine he's okay with it he's cool Uncle Jesse he won't mind <sighs> And then he says, why don't you just both get out of here before I get mad? And Kimmy says, before? Yeah. Je uh, Danny comes in, kind of like, wondering, like, what's all this yelling about? And DJ's like, look, I'm really sorry, all right? It was an accident. And then she says, a little too teenage dramatic, you don't have to worry because I'm never going to come in this room again. Well, I don't know about that. So, DJ and Kimmy leave, and Danny asks Jesse, what happened? Like, what happened in here? What? Yeah, and Jesse says, well, they messed up my jingle tape. And then he mentions how Joey's going out of town with his girlfriend, and now I gotta record this whole thing by myself. My whole life is, he's basically like, 
my world has come to an end. My whole life is ruined. It's like, okay, now I'm being a little... Because Danny's even like, don't you think you're being a tad dramatic? I'm like, Danny, this is Jesse's job. He's getting paid to make jingles for these clients. And if he doesn't deliver, then that looks bad on him. And he says, don't you think you're overreacting? Because Jesse says, Joey's going out of town with his girlfriend and I'm going to have to do this all over again. <laughs> how much, I mean, we don't hear the whole jingle, but how much, and it's a radio jingle, right? That you just hear on the radio. And you know those th those commercials aren't that long anyway. And they're probably, we're only going to play the Casa de Pancakes, oh, late, you know, that kind of thing. That's all they're going to do. Yeah, he's like, you think I'm overreacting, Danny? I'm not overreacting. I spent the whole night working this thing out. Now my whole life is ruined. Well, okay, now I'm overreacting. <laughs> Jesse goes and sits down on his bed, and Danny says, Jess, you lost your temper again, didn't you? And Jesse said, well, she shouldn't be in here. <sighs> yeah, I did lose my temper. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I'm just tired. You know, he's been up all night, and, you know, he lost his cool. You know, honestly, if you spent all night working on something only to have it destroyed, wouldn't you be angry? Wouldn't you want to lash out at the person or thing that ruined your, what you'd been working on? And then he kind of really, yeah, I did come down at her pretty hard, didn't I? Yeah. And he even looks up at Danny and asks, she'll be okay? And Danny says, I think you better straighten this out. So Jesse figures he's already got a plan in mind. He's like, I know how to handle this. So he goes to walk out the door. Danny asks, Jesse, do you need a hug? Like, his arms are, no, 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 we don't, we don't need a hug. Thank you, though. And Jesse looks at Danny, he's like, uh, haven't I been through enough? <laughs> Motion. Where'd you get this tape? It was in there. Oh no, please tell me you didn't tape over my Casa de Pancakes jingle. Come on, baby, do the what are you doing? The locomotion. Casa de Pancakes I can't believe it, it's gone. You guys destroyed it. Now I'm gonna have to do the whole thing over again. Not the whole thing. You still got Casa de Pancakes, ole! Now, DJ, this is my room and you have no right being in here without my permission. But I, I don't want to hear any buts. But it was an What did I just say? Now, how much sense does it take to check a tape before you record over it? Now, why don't you guys both get out of here before I get mad? Before? <laughs> Look, I'm really sorry it was an accident. But you don't have to worry because I'm never going to come in this room again. What happened? Oh, they messed up my jingle tape. Joey's going away. I'm going to have to do this whole thing over again. Don't you think you're overreacting? Overreacting? You think I'm overreacting? I'm not overreacting, okay? I had this all worked out. I spent the whole night doing it. Now my whole life is ruined. Okay, now I'm overreacting. <laughs> Jess, you lost your temper again, huh? We shouldn't be in here. Uh, I'm just tired. I lost my cool. I did come down on her pretty hard, didn't I? Should be okay. I think you better straighten this out. Yeah. All right. I know just how to handle this. Good. 
Jesse, huh? do you need a hug? <laughs> Haven't I been through enough? So now we're in Michelle's room. <laughs> Stephanie comes in with Mr. Bear, and she's like, oh, boy, Michelle, what a day. DJ was playing all day with Kimmy Gibbleberger. And then she bends down to Michelle's level and says, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Michelle, would you play with me? I love how she brings in Mr. Bear and puts him in Michelle's little... It's like a little push cart. And Michelle just says, no. Really? Oh, rejected stuff. So Stephanie's so desperate to play with somebody. She's like, pretty please, pretty please, I'll do it. I'll play anything you want. And Michelle wants to play horsey. So Steph assumes the position and Michelle climbs on her back. Ugh. I don't think that would be good for anyone's back at any age. Someone, oh gosh, even though Stephanie is on the ground, you do see Michelle kind of wobble for a second. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this was such a good idea. I, um, she could have fallen backwards. It would have not been good. So, <laughs> Stephanie crawls over to Mr. Bear with Michelle on her back and says, Mr. Bear, I can't believe I've sunk this low. Well, Steph, I mean, you did say anything. You didn't set limits. I mean, even though she's two. Hi, Michelle. What a day. DJ was playing all day with Kimmy Gibbleberger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I'm going to say this, but... Would you play with me, Michelle? No. <laughs> please, pretty please. I'll play anything you want. Hussy! Okay, hop on. Come on, Earthy. Come on. Oh, she does oh. kind of wobble there for a second. Mr. Bear, I can't believe I've sunk this low. <laughs> so now we go to the living room. Jesse's got a drop cloth on what we can clearly see the tops of the symbols under the drop cloth. And DJ and Kimmy come out on the landing and DJ is yeah, she's a little cautious, suspicious. What I do now? It's like, oh, you didn't do anything. I got a fun surprise for you. So yeah, this is his way of making things, you know, Back to normal with him and DJ's relationship. Like, oh, this will... I won't even have to talk to her. I'll just get her a gift and we'll be cool. And as DJ and Kimmy come, come down the stairs, Kimmy says, be careful. It could be a trick. And Jesse says, it's not a trick, huh? So, yeah, he whips off the drop cloth and... So, uh, on the front of the drum set, it says Harry Levin Trio. So, I guess Harry's going back in the deli business, so that's why Jess got a good deal on that drum set. So, yeah, he's like, Deej, they're for you. And Deej's like, oh, wow, for me? Why? And this is Jesse's answer. Well, I just want to make sure, you know, we're still buddies. DJ doesn't say anything, well... 
why would you get that for me? I have no interest in learning the drums. Or, I mean, what kid wouldn't want... I would love to jump on those drums. If only for a moment. To have fun. And maybe learn a new skill. Maybe learn a new skill. But we all know how long maybe lasts. <laughs> One hot second. He is so nervous. He's just looking to make sure, like, hey, are we, we're good? So, and DJ's like, yeah, I, I guess. And she goes over and hugs Uncle Jesse. He hugs her. He's happy. Every, everything's cool. And then Kimmy goes and hugs Jesse. Puts her arms around, <laughs> basically pinning his arms to his sides. She's like, she says, thanks for the skins, bud. What? So, yeah, DJ sits in front of the drum set and just kind of, you know, goes to town on it. And then she stops, looks up at Uncle Jesse and asks, how am I doing? And he, he's like, well, I mean, you're facing in the right direction. And then he's like, all right, kiddo, scoot over. Let me show you. I learned in junior high so I can show you a little yeah the proper technique and everything like that so yeah and he's just wow he's amazing I like how he's doing it he doesn't just start playing he shows her okay well first off you're gonna go like this with the bass drum and then you're gonna start to add other steps into the mix until you concoct a little rhythm and you just kind of go in in order repetition okay so this what i call the symbol he says is a hi-hat because he's like all right so first you hit so the bass drum's got to be the one that's on the floor basically the base of the drum set that's holding it together and i'm thinking isn't that where it's like you push your foot down on a pedal and it like is connected to a little uh thing that kind of hits the the bass from the drum from the back. And then he mentions the snare, which I think are the drums that are right in front of him. And then he mentions the hi-hat, which of course is the cymbal that's right next to him. Of course, Jesse's commotion brings in Joey and Cheryl, who are... Joey's carrying skis. They're both in uh well joey's wearing this um beautiful brown leather bomber jacket with a faux fur hood and i lined hood and i just i love it i would wear that i would wear that in a heartbeat apparently uh they're not the only ones coming in from another room here comes stephanie from upstairs i love how dj and stephanie and kimmy kind of kind of they groove a little bit and like, oh, I like this. And then after Jesse stops playing and everyone applauds. <laughs> DJ, I need to see you downstairs. What I do now? You didn't do anything. I got a fun surprise for you. Be careful. It could be a trick. <laughs> it's not a trick, huh? Harry Levin Trio? Oh, well, I got a good deal. Harry's going back in the deli business. <laughs> Deej, uh, they're for you. For me? Hmm? Why? Well, I just wanted to make sure we we're buddies. We cool now? Yeah, I guess. All right, this is great. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the skins, bud. 
Okay. Yeah. Give him a try, Deej. Okay. How am I doing? Well, facing the right direction. Uh, let me show you. I played a little in junior high school. See if I remember anything. Well, <clears throat> see, what you do is you start off with a bass drum like this. Then you add the snare. Then you add the hi-hat. And before long, you get this. So, yeah, Jesse's father, the girl's grandfather, Nick, comes in and he's like, oh, wow, what a welcome, because he comes in right as everyone's applauding Jesse playing the drums. And Stephanie says, we got drums! And then Kimmy, which I get it, she wants to feel included, like, and then she points to her and DJ, we got drums, and then DJ says, no, I got drums. Like, yeah, these are mine. So Cheryl says, all right, come on, Joey, we better get to Tahoe. And then Nick says, you might want to hurry. I mean, the, th the fog is getting really thick. And, of course, Cheryl <laughs> says, how thick is it? So it's like an opening for Joey to throw a joke in there. He says, well, I wouldn't say it's as thick as pea soup. And Joey, but people are throwing croutons out, out. I cannot talk to save my life. He says, I don't want to say that it's as thick as pea soup, but people are throwing croutons out their windows. And of course, Jesse hits the uh, little hi-hat for the uh, joke effect. Eh, the joke's got a weak sauce. So I guess he's, Joey's doing an an impression of Lawrence Welk. My grandpa used to watch Lawrence Welk on the at night or on the weekends. Hey, what a welcome! Look, we got drums. No, we got drums. No, I got drums. <laughs> Come on, Joey. We better get to Tahoe. Better hurry up. The fog is really getting thick. How thick is it? Well, I don't want to say it's as thick as pea soup, but people are throwing croutons out their windows. <laughs> and now let's have a big round of applause for the Harry Levin Trio. Oh, thank you. You're a nutty guy. Thanks very much. <laughs> thank you, boys. Uh, don't forget to turn off at the bubble machine. So, yeah, jo uh, Joey and Cheryl leave, and then... Jesse goes up to his dad like, hey, daddy, what's happening? How's it going? And Nick says, everything is going great. And I love how at the same time, and this isn't the first time, but Nick and Jesse both run their fingers through their hair at the same time. I gotta say, Nick's attractive. Oh, he is very attractive for an older man. I will say that. Here comes Irene. Oh, boy. What's going on? Yeah, she's got a bag with her, and she's like, I thought I'd find you here. Girls, guess what? Your grandpa's moving in. Forever. As she hands him <laughs> an overnight bag. So, Grandma's all like, give Grandma a hug. Aww. And then, of course, we cut back to Jesse and his dad on the front steps there. It's like, alright, Dad, what'd you do this time? Basically, Nick is being a guy here. 
as he says, well, all I simply suggested was she uh, reduce her hours at night school and concentrate on her domestic responsibilities. And then Irene's like, oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you how he worded it just rightly. His, yeah, she says his exact words were, Yo, Irene, drop out of that flaky college. Come home and make me dinner. <laughs> they, Nick and Irene start arguing. He's like, I don't talk like that. First one says, yeah, and they're fighting. It's like, okay, there are children in the room. Let's, yeah, tone it down. <laughs> Irene goes over like, oh, DJ, I didn't know you could play the drums. And she says, uh, I, I can't. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, she's not taking any of the lessons that Jesse just showed her. She just starts banging around on the drums. Danny hasn't heard this commotion yet, so he doesn't know that there are drums in the house. But this is just like any any relative that gets a noisy toy for a young kid and you just see the parent rolling their eyes like, Oh, thank you. Jeez. Oh, I'd be hearing this thing. <laughs> oh, that's why Jess, uh, D D Danny hasn't come home yet. Because he's just getting in from work. Yeah, because he wants to hear drums. Probably, like, I heard them all the way down the street. And I figured it was someone else's house. <laughs> yeah, he says, oh no, that racket is coming from my house. <laughs> so yeah, right away, DJ, hey dad, guess what? Uncle Jesse bought me these drums. Like, aren't they cool? Uh... And Danny cannot hide his annoyance as he puts an arm around Jesse like, Oh, did he now? Oh, good old Uncle Jay. <laughs> and he says, Danny, a smile on his face. Like, Uncle Jay, could I see you in the K? As in the kitchen. Right away, yeah. <laughs> and Jesse continues this little charade, but, Well, yes, you may. Oh, he's going to hear it from Danny. You know it. Oh! Danny was on his way home from work because he's wearing his gold polyester. Is that polyester? Is that those? Is that what they're called? Like the polyester type uh, jackets. They have the buttons and then the uh, the striped collar. Yeah, he's wearing it San Francisco Giants colors, and it looks like he stopped off at the dry cleaners to get. His shirts. <laughs> Stephanie asks, when can I have a turn? And then DJ says, right after I get good at this. And then I'm sure D <laughs> Stephanie's like, so I'm guessing I'll never have a turn at this rate. <laughs> yeah, she says, so I guess the answer is never. <laughs> How you doing, Pa? Hey, Jess, looking good. You too. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> How's it going, Daddy-o? Everything is great. I thought I'd find you here. Girls, your grandpa's moving in. Forever. <laughs> Give Grandma a What'd you do this time? Well, I simply suggested that she spend a little less time at night school and concentrate on her domestic responsibilities. His exact words were, Yo, Irene, drop out of that flaky college. Come on, make me dinner. I don't want like that. First That's place, just I just not Whoa, 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 there's kids in the room. <laughs> DJ, I didn't know you could play the drums. I can't. Listen. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> 
no. That racket is coming from my house. Dad, Uncle Jesse bought me these drums. Oh, did he really? Oh, good old Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay, mm -hmm. can I see you in the K right away? Why, yes, you may. When can I have a turn? Right after I get good at this. So I guess the answer is never. <laughs> so yeah, we go into the kitchen and Danny is like, drums, really, Jesse? You had to get my daughter drums. Jesse says, oh, come on. Every kid in America wants drums. And Danny says, great. Then we'll have no trouble selling them. And then we hear the drum racket. And Danny opens the door to the kitchen into the living room. Can you please stop with the drumming? And then we see Irene sitting there like, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> he was expecting one of the kids to be. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> Oh, with the chicken. Jesse and the chicken. Always eating that chicken. I love it when Jesse slides his butt across the kitchen counter. It's just so adorable. So, yeah. Well, Jesse's chomping on chicken. You know, he's. Danny's like, well, what possessed you to buy my daughter drums? And this is basically a I feel guilty gift. I want to make it up to you. Because Jesse said, I felt bad about yelling at her, so I thought I'd buy her something. But then again, I don't see why this comes as a shock to Danny that this is just how Jesse operates. Because if we remember in the pilot episode, how many, how much money did he offer DJ? Wasn't it like 20 bucks to move back up into her bedroom? Yeah. And Danny's like, that's your way with kids? You buy them off? Well, like, yeah, I mean, it worked <laughs> for a bit. And you can definitely see the fog, I mean, through that window in the kitchen. It's like a smoky haze. Yeah, this is verbatim, same, almost same dialogue. He's like, that's how you solve problems? You buy the kid off? Yeah, Jesse looks at Danny like, I don't see the problem here. I mean, it worked. She loves the drum. She loves me. What's your problem, Danny? <laughs> yeah, he, Danny says, my problem is, instead of talking to DJ about why you got angry, you went out and bought her the world's most ab obnoxious gift. Okay, let's, let's think about that for a second. Yes, drums are annoying. What about Max's trumpet from Fuller House? If you had to listen to Max's terrible trumpet playing, because we know he's not good on that thing, versus drums. I'd honestly, I'd rather hear the drums over the trumpet any day of the week. A hundred and ten percent. But compare that, those two things, to a child's toy that is just... You know, especially those, if you're a kid from the 90s, you know those light-up play school toys that are just, you know, that, that kind of light-up, you know, musical-type thing that would get old. Or even if you're walking in a store and you go through the toy area, some of those toys are motion-activated. When I um worked at Walmart for a minute and I walked through the toy section to, you know, go on my break or whatever, or to go home... You'd walk down the aisle and all of a sudden some of these toys are just coming to life because they're motion activated and 
Just like, oh my gosh, just some of those toys. I just, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, if I had to go against the drums or the trumpet, I would 100% go with Max's trumpet. would be more obnoxious than those drums. If he teaches her and she learns, the drums aren't going to be obnoxious. It's only obnoxious because she doesn't know how to play yet. And she's just, you know, making noise. Like, this is how it goes, right? Let me just bang everything at once. Boom, boom, boom. Bang, bang, bang. No. Yeah, and yeah. Jesse says, well, a thousand apologies for bringing music into a young girl's life. And of course, yes. The way to handle this, Jesse is going to throw Danny under the bus. I'm like, don't worry, I'll handle this. And he comes in and says, well, we'll get to that. Let me play this clip first. Drums? Did I do something to you? Danny, every kid in America wants a set of drums. Good. Then we'll have no trouble selling them. <laughs> Will you please stop that drumming? Oh, sorry. <laughs> What possessed you to buy her drums? Well, I felt bad about yelling at her, so I want to buy her something, you know, to kind of make things better. That's how you solve problems? You buy the kid off? Yeah, pretty It worked. Much. She loves the drums, she loves me. What's your problem? My problem is, instead of talking to DJ, you went out and bought her the world's most obnoxious gift. <laughs> well, a thousand apologies for bringing the joy of music into a young girl's life. Jesse. Now, don't worry. I'll handle this. So, yeah. Jesse goes into the living room and says, Deej, I got bad news. Your dad doesn't want you to have the drums. So, yeah. Now he's making Danny look like the bad guy here. And DJ looks at Danny and says, But, Dad, they're a present from Uncle Jesse. That's not fair. And then, of course, now Danny's like, oh, Thank you, Je Thanks, Jess. Now I'm the bad guy. So, of course, Nick wants to throw in his two senses. Come on, Danny, let the kid have a drum. And Irene asks, you know, Nick, I think that you should let them work it out. And Nick's like, well, now that I live here, I should be involved. And Danny's like, well, excuse me? Like, I, like, I did not agree to have my in-laws move in. Yeah, Danny, uh, uh, you live here now? Irene says, yeah, Nick will tell you all about it. And then you can call me later at home and I'll tell you what really happened. So Grandma heads out the door and Nick just stands there like, oh, she'll be back. And of course she does come back because the fog is just like this monstrous being has taken on this horrendous form because she can't even see her way down the steps the fog the fog is that thick the fog is so foggy you can actually see visibly see it coming into the house i think they're using like a smoke machine or something fog machine yeah something like that jesus i'm back and nick smiling so smug like did I call it? I'm like, well, that's not why she came back. Wow, that is amazing. The fog is so thick, she could not see the steps, which, my gosh. I didn't know that's how fog worked. And Jesse's like, well, looks like you're moving in too, huh, Ma? And Danny's like, well, isn't this great? Yes, you get to see your in-laws. You don't see them enough, Danny. 
Just because your wife's gone doesn't mean you don't have to interact with your in-laws. They're your kids' grandparents. And he says, here we are, all fogged in together. <laughs> One big happy family. And of course, the Harry Levin trio. <laughs> DJ bangs it, just uh, does the little symbol for the, like, it's a joke, but it's not. Deej, got bad news. Your dad doesn't want you to have the drums. But dad, they're a present from Uncle Jesse. That's not fair. Thanks, Jess. Now I'm the bad guy. Come on, Danny, let the kid have a drum. Nick, I think you should let them work it out. Well, now that I live here, I should be involved. <laughs> you live here now? Nick will tell you all about it. Then you can call me at home, and I'll tell you what really happened. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. She'll be back. I'm back. Did I call it? I am back because the fog is so thick I couldn't see the steps. Hmm. Looks like you're moving in too, huh, Mom? Well, isn't this great? Here we are, all fogged in together. One big happy family. And of course, the Harry Levin Trio. So while Danny is setting up a cot for Kimmy in the girls' bedroom, DJ asks, Dad, have you... Am I going to be able to keep the drums? And he says, honey, I just, I don't know yet. Okay, I, I want to sleep on it. And Kimmy, of course, makes the, the joke of, wouldn't you rather sleep in a bed? <laughs> yeah. So Nick and Irene come to say goodnight to the girls. Judging out that window, it still looks pretty foggy. My goodness. I didn't think fog stayed around forever. <laughs> when they each go to cross the room, Nick and Irene, to hug, you know, the other grandchild, they just silently look and just walk past each other like, mm, no, no. Uh, Irene announces, well, I'm going to be sleeping in Joey's room in case anyone wants to beg for forgiveness. Yeah, she's telling this to Nick. Like, I don't have to say any names. You know who you are. Thank you. So, Dan, you know, grandparents leave the room. Danny's like, all right, girls, time to get into bed. And DJ, as she's pulling down her covers, asks Danny, Dad, why is everyone mad tonight? And then Stephanie says, maybe it's because Kimmy Gibbler's here. Kimmy, I noticed on Kimmy's cot, she's got, like, chips or something. I'm like, that's pretty salty to be having at bedtime. Even me now, I mean, I used to have, like, pop at bedtime. But, you know, I've been for a while now just having some milk. Something quick to go to bed with. And he says as he tucks in Stephanie, like, I, I don't think that's it, sweetie. I don't think so. Kimmy is just fisting these, they're called dip chips. They're not an actual brand. It's just a white bag that says dip chips in blue lettering. And it's just like, ugh. Girl, you don't need to be eating that stuff at bedtime. Oh, Kimmy is smiling with a mouthful of chips and just spilling out of her mouth. I'm like, girl, come on. 
have some, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> something. You're in someone else's house. Come on, let's, let's, you're 11 years old. You don't need to be acting like you're three and stuffing chips in your mouth. And Danny, after he looks at Kimmy, turns back and says, Maybe, Steph, that could be the reason. Dad, did you decide about my drums yet? No, honey. I want to sleep on it. Isn't it more comfortable to sleep on your bed? Kimmy, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Kimmy, you say good night. Good night, Grandpa. Good night, Kimmy. Good night, honey. Thank you. Okay. Good night. I'll be uh, sleeping in Joey's room in case anybody wants to beg for forgiveness. Good night, Grandpa. Good night, Good night. Okay, everybody in bed. Dad, how come everybody's mad tonight? Maybe it's because Kimmy Gibbler's here. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> I meant what I. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. Have some respect for yourself, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now we cut over across the hall to Michelle's room, and Jessie is reading her Horton Here's a Who. And I remember this quote because it's at the beginning of the audiobook for Water for Elephants. My fa one of my favorite books in the whole world, Water for Elephants. Love it. Love the movie. I can't believe the movie came out 10 years ago already. He says, I meant what I said and I said what I meant. An elephant's faithful 100%. You got that right. Rosie the Elephant. Everyone read Water for Elephants. It's not a kid's book, by the way. There are scenes in there that are not appropriate for children. So, Danny comes in. It's like, oh, hey, I just came in to check on Michelle. And <laughs> Jesse looks up and says, don't worry, I didn't buy her a, a thing. There is a cute picture, and I don't know if we ever see this picture again, but whoever... Said to designer, this is a beautiful picture. I swear I've never seen it before. It is a picture of a young girl sitting on the ground. I don't know whether it's a park or it just, you know, a piece of land. But it's, I want to take a picture of this because it's gorgeous. I just love it. So, yeah, it's like she's got a little blanket on the grass. And I'm trying to see, I think it's a St. Bernard. I was going to say Burmese Mountain Dog because the way the little girl that's probably about maybe between Michelle and Steph's age is leaning back against the dog and just showing, showing how St. Bernard's are very protective, you know, of kids. I mean, remember Nana was a St. Bernard in the animated Disney Peter Pan movie. Also, same thing with Burmese Mountain Dogs. They're meant to be protectors. And I just, I want to take a picture of this because... I love this picture, and I want to see if I can find out when it was created, who it was created by. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's just, immediately, you know, just the nice colors are very, they're, I don't know Jack Italy about art. I really don't. But I see this picture, and I'm like, I love this picture. Nice, warm, comfy colors. Nice, you know, sun with 
you know, shining on the grass. It's just, it's so gorgeous. I, I want to look that up right now. Yeah, I kind of fell down. I'm trying to figure out about that painting, but let's move on from this for now, and then I can go down a rabbit hole later. So, yeah, Jesse starts making up a story on the spot. Like, oh, let's see, Michelle, where were we? And he's hearing, Radiant Horton hears a who. Let's see. The nice, handsome prince with great hair gave the young princess a magical musical gift. And Michelle looks like she is like, I don't want to be stuck in the middle here. Please don't pull me into your uh, situation here with Danny. <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> then Jesse adds, just then the tall, geeky giant came in and took the gift away. Then Jesse adds, the princess was so sad and that, Michelle, was the day the music died. So Danny's like, give me my kid. And he takes Michelle. And Michelle looks at Danny and says, geeky giant. <laughs> Jesse gets up and he's laughing, geeky giant. That's a good one, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle, that was my favorite part, too. <laughs> Danny's trying to, now that Jesse's laughed, like, here, Michelle, let me tell you the real story about an elegant prince from the land of wisdom, tall and lean. And he says, I came to save the princess. It's like, Michelle's not falling for this. Yeah, from the hot-headed troubadour who spent way too much time on his hair. <laughs> Michelle's a geeky giant. Oh, gosh, you're going to remember that. Uh, Danny just kisses Michelle goodnight and puts her in. Here you go, sweetie. <laughs> Can you imagine if you started calling Danny a geeky giant instead of daddy? <laughs> I meant what I said, and I said what I meant, and elephant's faithful 100%. Hey, look at the elephant. Look at that elephant. Hi. Just came in to check on Michelle. Don't worry, I didn't buy her a thing. So, Michelle, where were we? Oh, yes. So, the nice, handsome prince with great hair gave the young princess a magical musical gift. Just then, the tall, geeky giant came in and took the gift away. <laughs> the princess was so sad. And that, Michelle, was the day the music died. Give me my kid. Geeky giant. Geeky giant. Yeah, Michelle, that was my favorite part, too. Give me a kid. Give me a kid. Give me a kid. Let me tell you the real story. Once upon a time, the tall and lean and elegant prince from the land of wisdom came to save the princess from the hot-headed troubadour who spent way too much time on his hair. So now we cut back 
across the hall to the girls' room and Kimmy is snoring because she's on her back. Someone flip her over or turn her on her side. Because I don't see how anyone is sleeping through that. So DJ turns the light on and then Stephanie, of course, who's also awake, asks, does she snore that loud because there's all that air in her head? Ugh. DJ says, this is so weird. She never snores when she's sleeping in class. Well, I don't think she's lying on her back while she's in class. She's probably sitting up in a chair. And you're telling me in the times that DJ has probably spent the night at Kimmy's, or has she not ever done that, or this can't possibly be the first sleepover that she's surprised, like, this is a new thing. Like, oh, Kimmy snores? Ugh, can't deal with that. So, they end up taking Kimmy to uh, Michelle's room and putting her in that little reading chair. Like, uh, that rocking chair. Like, here you go, Kimmy. Here's your new bed. Poor Michelle. Wakes up and she's like, shh. <laughs> Kimmy is snoring. <coughs> yeah, before they take her to Steph, uh, to Michelle's room, DJ says, let's get her out of here. Gosh, Kimmy is not even awake. I mean, they pull her up and she's still snoring. Like, I don't think that's healthy. DJ says, time for your sleepwalk, Kimmy. Because DJ and Stephanie each have Kimmy by the hand. Well, actually, Stephanie's got her by the hand and DJ is guiding Kimmy out of the room. And Stephanie says, I pity the fool who marries this woman. You mean Fernando? They're in the hallway, and <laughs> DJ says, come on, Kimmy, let's go visit your new bed. And Kimmy actually says, why? And Stephanie says, because you snore like a garbage truck. Like, here you go, your new bed, snore your head off. She <laughs> pops her head out of the crib, like, huh, what? <laughs> now you're Michelle's problem. That picture isn't even up on the wall anymore in that spot. Because I saw from the vantage point where Kimmy's sitting, and that's where Jesse was sitting. There's a picture on that wall, the one I just obsessed over. Where did that picture go? Yeah, the girls close the door, and then Kim, uh, Kimmy's still snoring, and Michelle's just hand to her cheek, like, ugh. Oh, no. Michelle puts her finger to her lips and goes, shh. And then she puts her hands over her ears. Poor kid, guys. You could have just let her downstairs and had her sleep on the couch. No one's sleeping down there. Does she snore that loud because she has all that air in her head? This is so weird. She never snores when she's sleeping in class. <laughs> Let's get her out of here. Come on, Kimmy, get up. It's time for your sleepwalk. Come on. I pity the fool who marries this woman. <laughs> Let's go, Kimmy. Come on, come on, Kimmy. Come on, Kimmy. Let's go visit your new bed. Why? Because you snore like a garbage truck. 
Oh, Kimmy, here's your new bed. Snore your head off. Now you're Michelle's problem. She snores even sitting. home Cheryl's there she's like sorry we never made it to go skiing and Joey says yeah I mean at least the fog lit up enough uh, otherwise we'd still be driving around that Kmart parking lot oh god what did they do like just walk around Kmart until they closed and then just sat in the car and just kept circling the parking lot oh oh they kiss goodbye and she leaves so, because the lights are off, he's trying to be quiet. That door did not shut all the way. That is not good. You should have shut that door and locked it. Now anybody can come into your home. So, well, if they access the backyard, which apparently everyone knows how to do. Every person <laughs> that winds up at that back door knows how to access the backyard. So, yeah, drops his skis. Then that baby gate isn't set up enough to the point where it's secure because he goes right through it backwards I might add and falls down the stairs backwards I might add oh my god I think those stairs are carpeted but carpeted or not that's gonna hurt and to top it off yeah he lands at the bottom but he lands sitting up and then of course the baby gate like whacks him in the side of the head poor Joey oh my gosh you know that baby gate's gotta be extremely heavy. <laughs> like, ugh. oh, I guess uh, the couch was occupied because Nick's there. Because he's like, Irene, is that you? Huh? Well, I'm sure because Nick's right in the living room, so of course I'm sure he heard that commotion. Because she did say she was going to be down sleeping in Joey's bed because he's not there, or at least he wasn't there. So, yeah, Jess, Jesse, Joey didn't bother to turn on a light because it's his own room. He pretty much knows the layout. The lights are off. Unzips his jacket and just starts getting ready to, you know, undress himself to get into bed. He has no idea there's someone occupying that bed, which why should there be in his mind? He doesn't know that Nick and Irene are there. <laughs> Sorry we never made it out of town. Yeah, me too. At least that fog cleared up a little, or we'd still be driving around that Kmart parking lot. <laughs> Night. figuring he's down there by himself starts taking off layers of clothes evening unbuttoning and un or unzipping and pulling off his pants don't worry guys he does have long johns underneath relax it's okay and 
Joey is so dazed or just exhausted that he bends his head down so he's touching his bed and then I'm guessing he wants to somersault onto the bed since he figures no one's there as he's pulling off his pants, you know, his jeans. And then he's just got tops. And, well, he figured he was going skiing. Definitely you want to have long johns on. Thermal underwear, basically. And shirt, because that actually helps keep, you know, lock in heat. So that way you stay warm. Yeah, he gets into bed. And then, I don't know why he doesn't realize right away. It's like, there's not as much room in my bed as there normally is. Because there's a, a lump here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then Irina just assumes that Nick climbed into bed with her. Because she basically starts, you know, spooning Joey. And then she throws her leg over him. And it's just like, you want to kiss and make up? And Joey is like, what? He's like, thinking, who is this? Like, I don't know. And then finally a light is turned on. And they both start screaming. Yeah, she says, hello, sweetheart. You want to kiss and make up? Yeah, Joey says, I don't know. And then he goes and turns on his bedside lamp. It's Joey that screams because she's still, even after he says, I don't know, and turns on the lamp, she's still lying there. I'm thinking, okay, um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's half asleep and she just still assumes it's Nick. Because Joey can't get out of that bed fast enough. And Nick is down the stairs so fast, turns on a light, and of course he sees Joey and Irene <laughs> in bed. You know, she's got sweats on because, you know, I don't know how much heat actually comes into that basement. Mind you, it used to be a garage, but it was closed off. But then again, it's just, I don't know. And I imagine probably with the fog... It's probably not that warm down there. So, and then Nick just sees Joey and his wife in bed and just see like, first college and now this. Here comes Danny and Jesse. And I'm just thinking, yeah, the last thing I want to do is see a parent with my best friend in the same bed together. What in the world? Because both Joey and Irene have the covers up to their chin. It's like, Joey, you don't need to do that because you, you both are wearing clothes. And Joey, oh, no, Danny is just like, oh my God. <laughs> and Jesse's eyes couldn't be practically bugging out of his head any farther because he's like, Mom! So Nick, of course, wants to get to the bottom of it. Like, what's going on here? And, of course, Joey doesn't want to get his butt kicked by Nick. So he's like, N Nick, never in a million billion years would I be in here with your wife. And, of course, Irene's actually offended. Like, what's wrong with his wife? And Joey says, nothing. You're a very attractive woman. And then Jesse's like, hey, that's my mommy you're talking about. He says, hey, back off, man. That's my mommy you're talking about. Hey, she asked. Don't ask a question you don't want an answer to. And <laughs> Joey gets out of bed. Of course, as I said, he's wearing the long johns. And 
Danny grabs Joey's robe and says, here, put this on. No one wants to see this. Like, guys that wear long johns, it's just... I don't... You see the, the... No one wants to see the pouch in the front. No one wants to see that. Like, cover up, cover up, please. They need to make men long johns where it's just like... There's no pouch in the front. They, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be uncomfortable, but it's like, we all know what you got. We don't need to see it on display. And then Joey adds, like, he really shouldn't have. He says, Nick, your, life, your wife should not be sleeping alone. She loves to cuddle slash spoon. Oh, my goodness. Like, mm, no, just no. Cuddle being the family-friendly term here, yes. <laughs> oh, sweetheart, you want to kiss and make up? I don't know. <laughs> First college, now this? <laughs> oh my God. What's going on here? Nick, never in a million billion years would I be in here with your wife. What's wrong with his wife? Nothing, you're a very attractive woman. Hey, back off, man, that's my mommy you're talking about. Sorry. Here, put a robe on. Nobody wants to see this. No, they don't. They don't want to Nick, see. your wife shouldn't be sleeping alone. She loves to cuddle. Get out of here, Joey. All right. So, Danny and Joey leave, and Jesse figures, let's just have this out. What's going on with you, Mom and Dad? All right, you're both awake. Let's just settle this and be done. So, Nick says, hey, all right, look, I'm sorry I lost my temper. Yeah, right away, and you can see where Jesse gets this behavior, because Nick's like, hey, look, first thing tomorrow morning, we'll go down to the shop you like, and we'll buy you a new outfit. And even Irene says, Nick, you can't just buy me a new outfit and expect everything to be all better. He says, you're right. I'll throw in a pair of shoes. And I'm like, I don't want, I, if I were Irene, I'm like, I don't want a new outfit. I just need your support. I want your support. You're my husband. This is something new that I'm doing. It's like, come on. Why should she be shamed for doing something, you know, taking a night class, taking college classes? Because he feels, you know, a woman's place is in the home and what making him making sure dinner is on the table at a certain time and the house is kept and the, I'm sure she's doing that with the house and everything and there's nothing wrong with him being able to make himself a, a sandwich or something seriously I mean but then again Nick is from that generation where that's just women stayed in the home they did wifely you know household duties they didn't have outside interests they didn't go out and try to you know, better themselves or Im Im improve, like, wanting to take chances and ex have new experiences. They just didn't do that. You know, and just, that's Nick's attitude. You know, that's how he was raised and his beliefs and everything. And luckily, I mean, Jesse does see now this is where he's getting that behavior is because he's on display here with his parents. 
And this finally causes that light bulb to go off in Jesse's head when he realizes this is exactly what he did with DJ. Yeah, and Irene looks at Jesse like, can you help me here? And Jesse says, Pop, she wants to talk about the problem. The way that he says Pop, it just... Because we know that Nick's parents, right, are... That's where Cassopolis comes from. Papuli, in Greece. He and his wife, Gina, they are... You know, Nick's parents. So the fact that he's calling his dad Pop, it just, and, and Nick does give like an Italian type of accent and heritage almost. So where the Greek is coming from. And we don't know. I mean, and, and even, you know, Irene has a New York accent as well. Or, uh, yeah, an accent there. So I'm just kind of wondering whether or not they'd always been in California or whether they had come to New York. They went to New York, they met each other in New York, got married, and then decided to come out to California after they had, you know, Pam and, and Jesse. Yeah, Jesse says she didn't want you to buy her gifts. You can't just buy... Oh, yeah. And Jesse says, oh boy. And Irene asks, what's the matter? And Jesse says, the geeky giant was right. Jesse says, I did the same thing with DJ that you're doing with mom. And Jesse says, you know, Papa got a lot of great things from you. I got your pride, your ambition, but sadly, I also got your temper. Oh yeah, he also adds your hair. Thank you, by the way. Jesse says, you know, I also got your temper. And let's face it, it gets us both in a a lot of trouble, doesn't it? So, Jesse sits down on the end of the bed and says, Daddy, you ready, you and Mom, to talk this out? Kind of work this out? And Nick says, well, when you say you too, you really mean me. It's like, yeah. And Jesse says, I think we can do better, Pop. Yeah. And Nick says, I think you're right, Jess. And Jesse says, because this fog is going to lift, and frankly, Father, you can't live here. And neither can you, Mom. I love how Nick says, that's my boy. Alright, now that you're both awake, sit down and settle this problem. Hey, alright, I'm sorry I lost my temper. First thing in the morning, we'll go to the shop you like, buy you a brand new outfit. Nick, you can't just buy me a new outfit and expect everything to be all better. You're right. I'll throw in a pair of shoes. Help me here. Pop, can't you see? She wants to talk about the problem. She don't want you to buy her gifts. You can't just buy... Oh, boy. What's the matter? Geeky Giant was right. <laughs> oh, I did the same thing with DJ that you're doing with Mom. Pop, I got a lot of great things from you. I got your pride, your <laughs> ambition, your hair. Thank you, by the way. I also got your temper. Let's face it, it gets us in a lot of trouble, doesn't it? Are you two ready to really talk to each other? <laughs> when you say you two, you really mean me. I think we could do better, Pop. Yeah, you're right, Jess. Good. Because this fog's gonna lift, and quite frankly, Father, you can't live here. That's <laughs> my boy. About this drum thing, I'm sorry. 
I was wrong and you were right. Thanks, Jess. What's going on down there? DJ, what are you doing up? Well, first it was Kimmy snoring, and then there was a loud crash, and people screaming. But this time I was on my way back from the bathroom. DJ, can you come down here? I want to talk to you a second. Now? Jess, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Can't I wait? Well, I just wanted to tell her that I was wrong and you were right. DJ, get down here. <laughs> come on, honey. Uncle Jesse needs to talk to you right away. Dad, can I keep my drum set? Yes, you can keep the drums. Oh, all right. But the sticks have got to go. So Danny is sitting up in the living room on the couch. I guess he hasn't gone up to bed yet. And Jesse comes in and says, look, Danny, about this drum thing. I was wrong and you were right. And Jesse, yeah, I mean... He apologizes. He finally realizes, like, yes, he was wrong to just buy her a gift, you know, instead of talking to her. But also, he didn't consult Danny by, you know, bringing this drum set in the house. You really, if you want to do this, you really need to talk to the parents. That is something that should be a parent's decision if they want that noisy racket in their house or not. And Danny says, you know, thanks, Jess. And he smiles. It's not a smug smile. It's a thank you for apologizing and, you know, realizing that you were wrong in this and I was right. And then, of course, here comes DJ, you know, on the stair, on the top of the stairs there. Asks, What's going on down there? And they kind of look at her like, DJ, what are you doing up? Like, it's three in the morning. And she says, well, first I heard a loud crash. Well, first I was up because of Kimmy snoring. Then I heard a loud crash and some screaming. And then this time I was on my way back from the bathroom. And Jesse asks, hey, Deej, can you come down here? I want to talk to you for a second. And Danny says, can't it wait till morning? I mean, it's 3, 3, 3 a.m. It's 3 in the morning, Jess. And Jesse says, well, I want to tell her how, you know, I was wrong and you were right. And Danny's like, DJ, come down here. <laughs> Jesse wants to talk to you. So as DJ comes down the stairs, she asks Danny, can I keep the drums? He says, yes, you can keep the drums. And she's like, all right. But he says, but the sticks have got to go. It's almost like, sure, you can keep the toy, but the batteries have got to go. <laughs> About this drum thing, I'm sorry. I was wrong and you were right. Thanks, Jess. What's going on down there? DJ, what are you doing up? Well, first it was Kimmy snoring, and then there was a loud crash, and people screaming. <laughs> this time I was on my way back from the bathroom. DJ, can you come down here? I want to talk to you a second. Now? Jess, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Can't I wait? Well, I just wanted to tell her that I was wrong and you were right. DJ, get down here. <laughs> Come on, honey. Uncle Jesse needs to talk to you right away. Dad, can I keep my drum set? Yes, you can keep the drums. Oh, all right. But the sticks have got to go. <laughs> so, yeah, DJ comes down the stairs, and Jesse takes her by the hand and leads her over to the couch. And as they sit down on the couch, Jesse says, DJ, I should have talked to you today about our fight. You know, instead of buying you a gift. And DJ just looks at him and is like, just don't be so hard on yourself. Then Jesse goes on to kind of tell DJ, he's like, you know, kid, 
people have things they don't like about themselves. And he says, well, me, I have my temper. And, you know, he says, you know, sometimes I say things the wrong way. You know, he adds, you know, sometimes I hurt the people that I love. And DJ says, you know, I don't blame you for being mad at me. I mean, I did tape over your pancake jingle. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I didn't handle it right. You know, I embarrassed you in front of your friend. I hurt your feelings. Then he adds, you know, and then I tried to buy your forgiveness. And he adds, you know, that was wrong. He asks her, like, do you know, do you understand what I'm saying to you? And she says, "Mm, kind of. Like, yeah, basically what he's just saying, he's just saying, you know, I I handled it the wrong way. And the thing is, I really would have liked, I mean, she does say, you know, I did tape over your pancake jingle. She doesn't say, well, I shouldn't have been in your room without your permission. In the future, I'll ask first, you know, if I can use your recording equipment or something like that. And, you know, that even would have been, that would have been nice to her admitting her own, like, I'm, I'm sorry, next time I'll ask permission and ask if I can use it. Or I mean, even saying, you know, I mean, she must know the importance of that, what that equipment means. Like, that is for a job. It's very expensive equipment. And if something were to happen to it, it's like he wouldn't be able to, you know, work, really. He has to have something to record those jingles on. So Jesse stands up and he gives an example, says, maybe this will help you. Jesse says, when I was a kid and I did something wrong, he says, my dad would blow his top and send me to my room. And then Jesse says he come back a couple hours later with a Batman comic book. And that's how Jesse knew that everything was okay. And Jesse adds, you know, we, we never, we never talked about the problem. And he says, we never talked about our feelings the way I felt. And, and Jesse says, I don't want that to happen to you and me. And Jesse adds, you know, I want our relationship to be better than that. And DJ says, you know, I think we're doing pretty good. And Jesse says, you ain't seen nothing yet, kid. And kisses her on the top of the head. I love their relationship, too. I really do. So, of course, Jesse's on the remembrance train here as, you know, DJ puts her head on his chest. And he's like, oh, when I was your age, you used to get into so much trouble. I remember this one time. And, again, it's three in the morning. Of course, DJ is falling asleep. So, yeah, Jesse says when he was <laughs> he kicked a field goal with a football because it's right through Jethro's face. His dad was watching the Beverly Hillbillies, his favorite show. And, oh, my God, all his dad just yelled at him the whole afternoon. I mean, he figured <laughs> there was nothing to do. The TV was busted. And then Jesse, I love how this, how he pulls the blanket over the both of them. And brushes her hair back and then adds, and they lived happily ever after. Aww. And he kisses her on top on top of the head. And honestly, Jesse is just, like I said, he's going based on how he was raised, most likely how his dad was raised. Back then, men didn't talk about their feelings. They didn't talk about their problems. They looked for, you know, simple solutions. Well, probably, you know, that's what Papuli did. Because Papuli is Nick's dad. So, yeah, it's just, and the fact that, I mean, it's not like Jesse ever went up to his dad and just said, Dad, about the, and, you know, of course, I'm sure Nick would like, no, 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 we're past that. Didn't I just get you that comic book? We don't need to talk about it again. So I'm sure any attempt that Jesse would have made about, like, look, about what happened, what I did, 
Nick would have shut him down at every single turn. Just nope, nope, we're not, we're we're done with that. We're done with that. We're not talking about it. So yeah, and the thing is, yeah, they never did talk about their, you know, what Jesse was feeling when his father was yelling at him, and Nick not explaining. See, I want to explain to you why I got so angry with what you did. And how that felt and everything like that. That's the kind of talk that Jesse was hoping to get. Wanting to know, you know, this is why I blew up at you. I didn't really like how you handled it. I could have handled it better myself. But in the future, you need to take other people's feelings into consideration. You know, that that kind of thing. I mean, I know Jesse was a young kid and young kids, they don't, they don't operate on that mindset because they're not thinking with the head of an adult. They're thinking with the impulsiveness of a child. And in the moment you're having fun, you're not thinking about the consequences until after something goes wrong. I even look how Jesse does, you know, with you know, him and Becky parenting Nikki and Alex and how... Yeah, there are some times, like, the boys were, were, like, yeah, when he had to punish the boys and everything, and he yelled at them instead of, and granted, they're toddlers, they're not gonna, I don't know how much they're gonna be able to take in of sea boys, this is why I'm upset when you do this, you need to listen to me, you know, that kind of thing, I just, sometimes, I mean, it's good to some boundaries and rules with little kids when they're young, again, as I say, I'm not a parent, I'm just not speaking from personal experience, I'm just speaking from my own point of view I guess and just um yeah just it's good to start young you know they should have done that with Michelle instead they kind of let her rule the roost of that house she runs that house and I I think that per Pam as we saw a good example in the pilot episode when Danny asked DJ how would mom have handled this Pam knew her kids so well that she would have caught DJ before she pulled something like that. Granted, I don't think DJ would have because she wouldn't be sharing her room with her sister. They'd each have their own room. So, yeah. DJ. (laughs) I should have talked to you today about a fight instead of buying you a big gift. Don't be so hard on yourself. You know, kid, people have things they don't like about themselves, and, well, me, I have my temper. And sometimes I say things the wrong way, and I, and I hurt the people that I love. I don't blame you for being mad at me. I didn't take over your pancake jingle. Yeah, but I didn't handle it right. I mean, I embarrassed you in front of your friend, and I hurt your feelings. And then I tried to buy your forgiveness. That was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Maybe this will help you. When I was a kid and I did something wrong, my dad would blow his top and send me to my room. And a couple hours later, he'd come back with a Batman comic book. And that's how I knew everything was okay. But we never, we never talked about the problem. You know, we never talked about our feelings the way that I felt. I don't want that to happen to you and me. <laughs> relationship to be better than that. I think we're doing pretty good. Puh, you haven't seen nothing yet, kid. 
was your age, I used to get in so much trouble. <laughs> I remember this one time I was playing football, <laughs> and Pop was watching TV. His favorite show, The Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> I kicked a field goal right through Jethro's face. <laughs> oh, he yelled at me all night long. He had nothing better to do. The TV was busted. <laughs> anyway, kid, the point that I'm trying to make here is... DJ? DJ? So that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, the best outfit. I think. Mm, I think I'm gonna switch things up. I know I said Cheryl's like fuchsia pink, but the white snowflake pattern sweater was. I want that to be the runner up, and then I'm gonna do. I just I love Joey's blue, brown leather bomber jacket with the full fur hood lining just uh rimmed around the hood i just i really like that i would wear that so that's going to be number one and then cheryl's snowflake sweatsh sweater is going to be runner up worst outfit um i want to give it to joey's long john bottoms and then runner up worst after that is going to be kimmy's cat nightgown i didn't I like cats on, you know, I just, but her just, eh, I didn't care for it. I think it was just the color. It was like a pale pink and it's just like, eh, and it was eh, just, I didn't like it. So Tanner teachable moment. Great example here of, yes, sometimes those of us do have tempers. Yes, we say things we don't mean in the heat of the moment, but it's how we handle the situation afterwards when we blow up at somebody you know, you talk to them about it. They may not want to, you know, it's uncomfortable, you know, apologizing, especially if you have a hard time saying, you know, you're sorry, like it was my fault and everything like that. But it's like one of those things where it's like, you need to clear the air. You need to make right about this so you can move forward. Don't, and another thing, don't leave things to the next minute. Don't leave them to like, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. How many times have people... You know, I've read in books or in movies and they're like, the last thing I said to this person was, I hate you or how could you do this to me or this or that. And then you regret it. That's why apologize, apologize, apologize. Talk it out. Talk it out. Seriously. Know the other person's feelings. Let them know your feelings and just work it out let them know understand this is what happened your actions affected me this way yes i could have handled it better and i chose not to but know that in the future we can use this as an example of how not to handle the situation in the same way so yeah so that was the jesse and dj episode so next week, I will be moving on to season three with <laughs> season three, episode 22, Three Men and Another Baby, which aired April 13th, 1990. 
In this episode, Michelle is jealous when Danny agrees to babysit a neighbor's infant overnight. DJ's math homework stumps Joey as well. <laughs> and Danny pretty much cuts out for the majority of the episode. He takes comment to obedience class, which is like, wait a sec. And I'll get to it when I cover this episode. You just agreed to watch a baby. These people are expecting you to watch their child, not schluck baby off onto your three, you know, your two other roommates. So you can take your dog to obedience class. I don't think we see Danny interact with baby Tony. I almost said baby Tommy. Baby Tony, except for to push his stroller into, you know, by the doorway of the kitchen because he's going to warm up the baby's bottle. I, I would have said, no, I'm bringing you with me. I'll push your stroller in so I can keep an eye on you. Yeah. But <laughs> we all see how good Jesse is with babies. And of course, just like Michelle, Tony gets attached to Jesse. Just Jesse. Everyone else, he screams. And even the um, Kagan family, <laughs> who we remember Brian Kagan from Misadventures and Babysitting. Apparently, they just had this baby. This baby looks to be about maybe six months old, maybe eight months old. And. They definitely dropped the hippie garb. They dropped the hippie garb, and they are now yuppie people. So they definitely changed their image <laughs> from when we saw them in Adventures in Babysitting, Misadventures in Babysitting, the Kagans. So, <laughs> yeah, and even the, uh, the mom says, oh, if you hold him and he screams his head off, don't be surprised. He does that for everybody. Really? Huh. <laughs> the fact that Jesse's better with this baby than his own parents. Really? Wow. And of course, Michelle, who's three, you know, this is this is new for her. Seeing, I don't think she's ever been around another, another baby before until baby Tony. So, this is new. And the fact that baby Tony is mon monopolizing Jesse's time. He's singing to the baby. He's also, because Michelle has a big girl bed. And also, you know, like here, we're using Michelle's old crib. And she's like, this baby's coming in, taking all my stuff, taking my Uncle Jesse away from me. And I don't like that. So, yes, that's going to be the first Jesse and Michelle episode. And then, of course, the devil made me do it. It's going to be season five after that. And then the Stephanie and Jesse episode was We Got the Beat. As well as, like I said, Jody Sweeten's birthday is on the 19th. We'll be doing season seven's Is It True About Stephanie. So, if you want to and you haven't yet and you want to support the podcast, leave a review. Type in Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast on iTunes. Scroll down to where it says leave a review. At the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupa's Full House, Fuller House podcast. And leave a, yeah, like I said, leave a review, use emojis, have fun with it, tell me your favorite character, favorite episode. You could even try to do that in using emojis. I would like to try to guess if you can use emojis to, to describe a <laughs> episode title of Full House. Or Fuller House, I would like to take a crack, crack of that. So, yeah. Also, if you want to email the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, I would love to hear from you. Have a wonderful, 
Happy New Year, 2022. I just, I want to predict, I want to just project good vibes. Good vibes for 2022. I'm turning 40 next year, so good vibes. Good vibes, right? Right. All right. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.